Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Back in 1744, colonial leaders from Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Maryland met with a delegation from what, at the time, was one of the great powers on the North American continent. It was a confederation of Native American nations who called themselves the Haudenosaunee, although many of us are more familiar with their French name, the Iroquois. As recounted in James Wilson's book, The Earth Shall Weep, A History of Native America, the native leader, Knossidigo, expressed frustration at the colonists quarreling with one another. He advised union and better agreement, and specifically that they follow the example of the Haudenosaunee, who had established a well-organized system of self-government, codified in the Great Law of Peace, with both the central council and checks and balances the protected individual freedoms. It's written that he said, We are a powerful confederacy, and by observing the same methods our wise forefathers have taken, you will acquire fresh strength and power. Among those in attendance was Benjamin Franklin, who, in Wilson's account, took careful notes and later used some of the Haudenosaunee's ideas about government a decade later in a proposal for a confederation of the American colonies. The Albany Plan, championed by Franklin, never came to fruition, but the notion of the colonies cooperating and governing themselves was a big step toward what eventually became the United States of America. Over the years, some have argued that we ought to give the Haudenosaunee credit for inspiring the birth of the American democracy, and have even suggested that the U.S. Constitution and the system of self-government that it created actually was based on the Haudenosaunee Great Law. If you poke around the internet or social media long enough, you may even find a meme that claims that the U.S. Constitution, quote, owes its nation of democracy to the Iroquois tribes, including freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and separation of powers in government. The big difference, the meme notes, is that unlike the Founding Fathers, the Iroquois didn't disenfranchise women and people who aren't white. The point about women is clearly true. Women are mentioned throughout the Great Law. And in the Haudenosaunee system of government, they had the power to select chiefs and veto wars. Journalist Jessica Nordell wrote in a 2016 Washington Post essay that 19th century American feminists, such as Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who had Haudenosaunee neighbors in upstate New York, were inspired by their notion of gender equality. Congress even passed a resolution in 1988 acknowledging the Haudenosaunee contribution to American democracy and noting that, quote, the original framers of the Constitution, including, most notably, George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, are known to have greatly admired the concepts of the Six Nations of the Iroquois Confederacy. The resolution also noted that, quote, the confederation of the original 13 colonies into one republic was influenced by the political system developed by the Iroquois Confederacy, as were many of the democratic principles which were incorporated into the Constitution itself. Nevertheless, the consensus among historians seems to be that there's no compelling evidence that the Founding Fathers directly imitated the Haudenosaunee Great Law when they wrote the U.S. Constitution. The Haudenosaunee system had some significant differences from the political system that the former colonists created. For one, the Haudenosaunee had hereditary officeholders, something that more resembled the English system that the Americans were rebelling against. We spoke via email with Jack Raycove, a history and political science professor at Stanford University. He said, There are lots of significant and fascinating ways in which one can trace the interactions between indigenous and settler populations. But the transmission of political ideas, including ideas about democracy, is not one of them. 
the basic fact is that the colonists were direct heirs to an extremely rich body of political practices and ideas derived from English history, and especially from the great controversies of the 17th century Stuart era. But we also spoke with Charles C. Mann, author of the 2006 book, 1491, New Revelations of the Americas Before Columbus. He contends that even if the Constitution wasn't actually modeled on the great law, the Haudenosaunee still exerted an influence upon the development of American democracy. He said, the great law codified something that was pretty fundamental to Haudenosaunee culture, which was that people are autonomous individuals with the right to decide their own lives and that the authority of the ruler over them was limited. And this is a really important part of U.S. political culture to this day. I suspect that the Constitution was not inspired by the great law, but that Haudenosaunee culture, of which the great law is one example, was influential to what became U.S. culture in the same way that, say, African-American teenagers in Queens are influenced by Asian-American teenagers uh, v. the Wu-Tang Clan. The colonial Americas were a much more mixed place than we are often taught in school, so this influence is, to me, not surprising. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.